Well, hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. Well, I hope you guys had an awesome day, and it is Friday. We made it. How awesome is that? Well, <clears throat> I have some exciting news for you. It is a special weekend for a lot of people. It is homecoming. You know, the interesting part is I went to the dentist today, and I was absolutely surprised by how many schools actually have homecoming. Um, the the town that I live in has homecoming. UW-Madison has homecoming. I mean, it's I mean, it's all over. And driving to Madison was complete havoc. And and so before that, you know what today is? Today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. And another thing is I'm so blessed today that I could take some time to spend with my mom. And it's these small moments I say that we take them advantage of. It's these small moments of life that we look back on and say how blessed we are that God has placed so special people in our lives. I'm surely blessed. Uh, and I love my mom dearly. And I also love my dad very well. I have wonderful parents. You know, I hope that after we're done, I hope after you're done listening to this episode, I hope that you take care, you call, you give your parents a call if you do have parents. Or if you're kids and listening to your parents, give them a call and express how much love and express thankfulness that you have. Because when we look at it, we, I mean, this is all temporary. You know, and that your parents are there always for you. And that no matter what happens, your parents will always love you. No matter the ups and downs, the hills and valleys that we all go through, your parents will always love you. And the awesome part is, same thing goes with God. Take some time to thank God afterwards, too. Because God also loves you and God cares for you as well. And I thought it would be respectful to kind of just break away from... Uh, break away from uh, Mark and I think we're just going to move on from Mark chapter 6 because that doesn't correlate with what I'm feeling today because we have the greatest gifts and yes we're going to get to it uh, we're going to be reading 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and with this in mind we're going to start off with a word of prayer dear Heavenly Father we thank you Lord for bringing us together we thank you that we can just come here in thankfulness we just bless that you may watch over us no matter what happens, that you may guard our hearts. You may protect us from anyone that might be hurting us. Lord, I just pray that you can watch over as we sleep tonight. And if anyone is rising, I just pray that you can watch over them when they get up tomorrow. And we thank you that we can just work each and every day or we can attend school to learn. And Lord, we're so blessed to have you in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. So I want to talk to you about a couple of gifts, the greatest gifts that God has given us. And a lot of us are wondering, what is our gift or what is our purpose? You know, because in our life, in our life, we have a plan. In our life, we also have gifts and we have talents. Now, some of those talents might be putting two feet behind your head. Some of them might be singing. Some of them might be podcasting. Some of them might be just working your tail end off 
to giving to give back to the community. Now, how awesome is that? But I want to talk to you about the First Corinthians uh, chapter thirteen and what the gifts are. And verse one, we start off talking about though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become so sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, um, oh my gosh, okay, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have it all my faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, to be burned but have to but have not love it profits me nothing love suffers long and is kind love does not envy love does not par parade itself it is not puffed up does not behave rudely does not seek its own it is not provoked thinks no evil does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the truth. But rejoices in the truth. I want to repeat that again. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. When I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became man, I put my childish things. For now we see a mirror dimly but then face to face now i know in part but then i shall know just as i also am known and now abide faith hope love these three things but the greatest gift is love i want to i want to really talk about that greatest gift excuse me so we tend to look for we tend to look for gifts, you know, especially tomorrow. Like I know there's a lot of birthdays tomorrow, and, tom and I fall on to tomorrow as my birthday. But it was interesting because over the years, even I mean, this is actually coming from experience. Over the years, I have looked for a girlfriend. Every birthday, I'm like, okay, you know, what? I'm going to celebrate my birthday with a girlfriend, or be in a relationship. Well, well, the funny part is, is that all of it's gone. Well, I've never, I've not been in a relationship on my birthday. And it's rightly so, because my priorities were not in the right place. And I was trying to get that false sense of love, that false sense of hope. You know, to me, love is such a used, overused term. We use it in our daily terminology. The moment we talk to girls, they say, oh, I love you, baby. Or... Oh, sweetheart, you're the best. Or I love you so much. 
But realistically, you've known me for five minutes. That's how much we're, we throw the word love out. And yes, I am, or like another one I absolutely, I've used myself is like, all right, love you. Oh, whoops, I didn't mean to say love, or did I? I use that multiple times. See, the love has, we don't understand the gravity of the term love. Love has become a term that is like that used sweater, and we keep on passing it down. So pretty much we, that term love has been twisted to, you know, saying, okay, what do you mean by love? Well, I love you because of your outer appearance. I love you because of your personality. Or I love you because you put God first. Now, let's break down the word I love you. Or, or any, and actually anything about that. What do you mean by you love the personality? You love her just the way she acts when no one's looking? You love her integrity? Number one. To, or another thing is when we say that you love them, do you love them because of their your their appearance, like because they're drop-dead gorgeous? Do you love them because of that, but you don't love their personality? Do you love them because of the worldly things that they have? Maybe money, maybe education, maybe a better job. And so you want to marry them or you want to be in a relationship with them because you know you can get something out of it. Or do you love them because they love God? See, there's three different categories of love. And it's interesting because the word love also means to hold accountable. When I when you love somebody, when your father loves you, and here's why I started out saying that how blessed I am and thankful I am to have my parents. Because they loved me because they held me accountable. When I messed up, they held me accountable. That's called loving. That's true love. When they loved me, they wanted to know that, hey, you know what, Sats, you messed up. But I love you, and I'm going to discipline you out of love. That's why I'm probably going to have you write down, I will not do this a hundred times. Or go in the corner. I love you because you need because I care too much about you. That's another term of love. And yes, we are missing that trim of love in this day and age. And not only that, but God shows the same gift of love to us. You know, he loved us so much that he gave his only son, actually, to die on the cross for us. He didn't have to. Matter of fact, he could have just said, all right, you know what? You guys are going to be all on your own. I'm not going to send anyone. I'm going to allow you guys to live by the Old Testament rules. Good luck with that. Adios. I'll see you. See who all makes it alive. Who makes it in the kingdom of God. Now, I looked at the Old Testament. Holy cow, there was a lot of commandments. And I definitely can tell you, I've probably broken a whole bunch of them. And I don't get, I don't have any livestock. So I wouldn't be able to sacrifice. Or if I did have livestock, I wouldn't be having them all. Because they'd be all sacrificed unto the Lord. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's how much sin we've all committed. And not only that, but when you love, when God loves us, he's like, okay, I've seen what sin does. I've seen how messed up our society is. I'm going to give you guys another chance. I'm going to give Soslin, 
which is Sasson, another chance. Because I love him and I care for him. I know that he's messed up. I know that there's major faults. But I love him and I love because he's a child of mine. I'm not going to look at that. And so I think we need to look at the same way. And that's why I absolutely love today's Bible verse. I don't know if you um, if you have the Bible app or not, but I absolutely loved what today's Bible verse had to say. And it talked about, before I continue on, um, I want to read you what it says. It states in Philippians 2, 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. See, that's the awesome part is, because the mindset that Jesus has is love. Loving one another. Loving one another because he doesn't look at the judgment. Love not out of love not out of judgment. Love not out of pointing each other's flaws out. Just loving them because they're the person. The hardest analogy that I have to say, or the hardest concept that I actually struggle, is love the person but hate their sin. I struggle with that on a daily basis because it seems like I have to judge that person by their outer appearance. I have to judge them by the way they act. I have to judge them. It is really hard to love like Jesus loved in this day and age when they're going after your kids, when they tell you to conform, when they tell you that your safety is at risk, but at the same time, you're supposed to love them. How is that a great gift? But that is a great gift. Because God showed the same thing for you. And hating their sin is because they're lost. Hating their sin because they don't know better. And when we hate the sin, we can now hold them accountable. When we hate their sin, we can say, I know what you've done. You don't need to worry. Let's work on this together. That's what loving a person means. And if you ever look at the word, if you ever done a jigsaw, which I have done multiple times, and I definitely can tell you, I am that person that goes right after the whole thing right away. And it looks, and it's absolutely funny because I always go for the bottom piece. Yes, I love to stir the pot. But what, that is one of the frustrating part, uh, pieces as a jigsaw puzzle. Wait, I think I'm missing. That is, oh my gosh, that's the wrong game. That is a tower or something like that. A jigsaw, jigsaw puzzle is where you have to move the pieces around to free somebody or get somebody loose. But that's one of the hardest puzzles I've struggled with. That's one of the, I think that's one of the most challenging puzzles that's ever been created by man. Because when a piece looks like it fits with another, but they don't actually connect. I've had that happen before. I've actually done jigsaw puzzles and I've actually broken jigsaw puzzles before. Because I get so irritated and so upset and angry. Because I'm like, oh, okay, there we go, there we go. That piece fits right in there. And there, 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 thinking I have it all. And then the next thing you know, it doesn't let go. Nothing goes through. It can be, and now that was so confusing. The pieces might be the right color and shape, but they just don't fit. When you can't see the whole picture, making little mistakes like that is super duper easy. It can be the same way with people. Sometimes you see another person or even a group of people 
and it feels like you should fit right on in. You want to be their friend or maybe even date them. You enjoy them or you enjoy the things they enjoy. Why wouldn't you connect? But then you try and are faced with rejection. It's confusing and it's it sucks and it hurts. You think that you wonder, you wonder and thinking to yourself, man, I, I had a great relationship with that person. What happened? Or I thought I, I had great, I could see myself in the company. And that's the greatest gift of all. And we're going to get down to it. And with all this rejection, now here's why this is the greatest gift of love. Here's why I brought this all in. Because when we don't think that we fit in, we fit in somewhere. And when we don't think we have the greatest gift, we do. Because when you get rejected like this, there are a few things to keep in mind. First, being rejected doesn't mean something is wrong with you by any means. <clears throat> Just like there isn't, there wasn't anything wrong with that puzzle piece. It didn't fit where you thought it would, but it will fit somewhere. You've just got to find the right piece. The other thing is to remember is that just like that puzzle, you're not seeing the whole picture yet. But the Bible says that for now, we are only in part. The rejection we face now in life might not make sense. But one day when God shows us the whole, piece, the whole picture, we'll be able to see the plan more clearly and understand why things happen the way they did and why things, why you pretty much broke up with your girlfriend or why, or why this awesome, like, you know, think of that wish saying, Oh, you know, what? maybe I should get a girlfriend every single time. And why that as thinking that, okay, you know what, maybe I need a, or it depends on my life, thinking that puzzle piece of my life, or maybe thinking that, okay, you know what? I love that person so much. I love that family so much, but what did I do wrong? I thought I loved them. I or God, I loved them. I loved my family. Why are they turning on me? You know, we don't look at the bigger picture. We when we get rejected, we tend to forget the greatest love, the greatest gift, which is love. When we get rejected, the greatest gift turns out to be gone. And we wonder, okay, did I not did I not love that person enough? It's like for instance, we don't see the bigger picture. I always wonder the bigger picture. I it blows my mind that a couple that's been married for 40 years suddenly split apart and divorce. The couple that has about four kids, or maybe we'll say six kids. And now this has happened before in grandkids. So they're grandparents. And it blows my mind that they can love each other. And the next you know they're gone and they split. You'll wonder what the bigger picture is. Because that significant other that might be uh, split apart, you, you then wonder, do they really love each other? It's like that's something that we have to lament on or ponder on. And when we truly love God, when we truly have an understanding of his greatest gift, our life changes. We have a whole different mindset. I wear goggles, and I, oh my gosh, no, I don't. I don't wear. I don't wear goggles all the time. As a matter of fact, I hate goggles. I wear glasses all the time, and it's like this: when 
I take apart my glasses. I can't see the bigger picture. And it's when I put my glasses on, I somewhat see the bigger picture, but I don't. But when I put on my glasses, I sometimes think, okay, what did I, what do I need to do? Do I need to clear out my path? Do I need to make sure that I'm on the right path? Do I need to make sure that I need to surround myself with good people that love me and care for me? Or do I need to make sure that I need to get my heart in the right place for God, number one. Number two, I also need to make sure that my heart is mature. Like I absolutely love, put your childish things away. We have a childish mentality of selfishness, number one, of arrogance, prideful, of pridefulness. See, it's those small parts that limit our ability to look at the greatest gift of love. And it's those small attributes of life, those small childish acts that make us distort the concept of love. And it is it does blow my mind. And that's why I have become, and I'm working on, being better at that, of looking at the bigger picture, trying to look at the bigger picture, trying to love the person. Anyway, they might be different. They might be different. Well, in this day and age, different gender. They might identify as a zebra or a furry animal. I just have to love the person, but hate their sin because at the end of the day, it's their sin that brought them to the decisions they're doing now. And this sin that made us get here as well. But then. They're missing the greatest gift in their life that we have, and that is love. And with this in mind, we're going to end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. We're so blessed to be called your children. I'm blessed to have the greatest gift, the greatest gift of love, the ability to love the person by hate their sin. Like you did that same thing for us, Lord. I pray that no matter what happens in our hearts, that we don't look at the faults of people. We just only pray for them. We guide them onto the path that you have set before us. So that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms. And we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, I hope you guys have an awesome day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Bye. gonna be afraid cause these waves are only waves I'm not gonna be afraid no I'm not gonna be afraid and I'm not gonna fear the storm you are greater